welcome to the MTM Vegas podcast. I'm Sean Coomer, your host, joined as always by Mark Osterman. We have a great show for you today. As a reminder, you can watch this show along with all the visuals that go with it at youtube.com forward slash miles to memories. We release two shows a week on Tuesdays and Fridays on YouTube, and you can also listen to them here on the podcast. As a reminder, we now have our Patreon live, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. You get the weekly after show, a lot of fun there. You can watch it or listen to it as a podcast as well. Hope to see you over there, patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. If you like the show, consider leaving a five-star review in your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, helps us out a lot. And for all of our Vegas content, that's posts, podcasts, and videos, head to mtmvegas.com. Thanks for listening. Let's hit it. So, Mark, did you see that line at Red Rock for the pies? I, this is our last Thanksgiving-related story, but we can't pass this up. Would you wait in this enormous line? It's insane walking through the entire casino just to get your free pies for Thanksgiving. Anytime anything's free, it, you know, blows my mind what people will do for it. Or even, like, a huge discount. Like, the gas stations that are 50 cents off a gallon and people will drive, you know, 20 miles and then wait an hour burning gas. And it's like, you didn't save any money by the time you get in there and, and fill up. You, like, spend it driving back and forth and, and idling. And this kind of feels like that like what's your time worth i know some comments said the line moved pretty quickly but anything over like 15 20 minutes i don't think like a 10 dollar pie is worth it at least the pies you could eat i used to see some of that free gift merchandise like blankets and stuff with like the casino logo on it and people would wait for that too and my grandmother used to give them out for hanukkah every year that's how uh, we would get a regular present and then we would get casino swag as like a bonus gift yeah you gotta love grandma gifts <laughs> <laughs> is into its transition. We've talked all about how the rooms, I heard the rooms are all going to be done by February in the Ipanema Tower. Jacob's Life in Vegas, I think, reported that. But they are sending out Frio Play. So if you have a Caesars Rewards account, what they've done is created a Rio Rewards account for you. And I guess depending on your play, you may get some offers. We got $10, not really enough to draw us out there. But I suspect if you play a lot more, you may get an offer. So check your email, maybe even contact them to see uh, what you can do. And as a reminder, they're still matching offers from other casinos as well. Yeah, I didn't even bother to check because I haven't been in Rio since like 2010. So I'm guessing I got 10 bucks if anything. And it's definitely not really, you know, worth going out of my way for. But if you've been there in the last year or two or three years, I'd take a look for sure and see what you got. Yeah, $10 isn't much, but I do like the name. I like the play on words. Frio Play. They're trying. Can't wait to see the finished product in a couple of years because it's going to take a while. So Caratop, one of my favorite performers on the strip, he just celebrated 18 years at Luxor. This guy has been around so long. I worked at MGM Grand in the late 90s and remember running into him in the hallways because he used to perform at the Hollywood Theater. Nicest guy in the world. And he just uh, extended at Luxor. So he will be there, I think, through 2030 now. He'll be 65 years old when his contract is up. Go see him if you haven't. Old school prop comedy. Super nice guy. Funny too. Love me some Carrot Top. Yeah, if I had some time, because I'm staying at the Luxor, I would definitely want to go check him out. I've never seen the show. I've seen, you know, specials and... Uh, TV stuff with him on it and it's always been good but he's kind of like our Wayne Newton like our generations the guy that's been in Vegas forever and you know going till 65 I don't know if he'll want to go past that I wouldn't think but you never know sometimes the stage draws people so it'll be interesting to see but we got to find the next one who's the next long stay Vegas person do we even have it I mean Chris Angel right he's already here I mean he's the legend (laughs) (laughs) I mean he's 15 years into it right so by the time he's all said and done I think uh, he's the GOAT, right? Oh, man. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Will he run out of money? Because doesn't he pay for all his own shows and then sells no tickets? I don't know. Maybe he'll run out of money by then. 
It's a it's a race against the clock. Oh my god. <laughs> so nightclub wars are going on. So the nightclub wars are happening. Resorts World has been big with their DJs getting their nightclubs going. But John Summit announced he signed his residency for 2024 with Fountain Blue, including performing when they open on December 14th. The battle is on for the top DJs. Do you think we could get some like Summit stuff on the side of the building? So, you know, like a message just back and forth. Seems like a big name. All the, the promo videos seems like he puts on a good party. I don't know much about DJs, so I can't say that. The little bit we did get to see of the, the club at Fountain Blue looked pretty cool. So we'll see. Did you ever find out if if it's the same company of the as the golf yeah different company live golf versus uh, live nightclubs johnson i just feel cool because i've been following john summit on twitter for like a year year and a half and i just feel like i'm in and cool because he's a neat guy though he's a he's a nice guy shares a lot on social media if you want to do that seems like a, a good guy i have no idea about the rave scene or nightclubs or djs but he is the uh, biggest name it seems so big score for fountain blue i think it's going to be the happening the hip club or the the new hotness uh so to speak and that's a big name to bring in so you're opening up with the perfect guy and i think it'll be really successful and the walk of shame after nightclubs is like my favorite thing in vegas especially at cromwell you know you're sitting at the table and at you know 4 a.m or whatever all of a sudden all these sweaty clubbers come out with like walking, holding their shoes and stuff. It's just hilarious. One of the benefits of staying up till 4 a.m., right? You get the host crowd, then you can uh, walk the strip. If You know, it's crazy if you're not like drinking, having a crazy night, wake up really early. You can kind of see that crowd and then you get that peaceful morning when nobody's there. So that's another side of Vegas that people don't always see. So our Patreon is now going. We do that weekly after show. You can watch it. You can listen to it. Patreon.com forward slash MTM Vegas. We're chatting it up over there as well. Thanks to everybody supporting us. Hope to see you there. There's a karaoke lawsuit going on against this venue inside Venetian. Apparently, they've been using YouTube to pay for the songs. I guess you can subscribe to a service that gives you access to like the catalog of songs for your karaoke bar. But this karaoke bar, Kamu Ultra Karaoke in the Grand Canal shops, they were just using YouTube to bypass it. And this lawsuit, basically by Universal, uh, by a subsidiary of theirs, $264 million. Insane. Yeah, that number doesn't make a lot of sense to me. That's a lot of songs, you know, at seven cents or whatever they pay per song on the radio, much less a licensing fee just to use it at a club. I didn't even realize it was like a thing that you had to subscribe to this to use these songs. And I feel like YouTube's a nice little hack to get around it. Probably cheap when you're charging $4,000 for a room at some nights and stuff like just pay the fee. But also, they're making money off of that song when you're watching it on YouTube. So I don't know. Maybe that gets them around. It'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, I think the law is pretty clear that you have to license the music. So they're probably in the wrong. Venetian itself got sued. Apollo, the owners, got sued, even though they have nothing to do with the Grand Canal Shops or the store or anything to do with it. They just threw their name on the lawsuit, and they said that was nonsense. So we'll see. But I think the big number is the thing. But that doesn't mean they're going to get $264 million. They're just going for the maximum allowed and uh, they'll go from there. So we have drone show news, Mark. LDI is this live entertainment conference for that industry, and they do these drone competitions every year. I think the first year I found that they did a drone show in Vegas was 2018. So, uh, and those were more basic, obviously. These drone shows have gotten crazy, as we talked about with F1. But they're having their conference here next month, and you'll be able to see all the winners come together and do a drone show over the convention center. It'll be December 4th at 6.15 p.m. at the convention center. So you got notice, go see it. 
Oh man, I'm going to just miss it. But you know, that sounds awesome and amazing. And all these winners, I'm sure it's going to be some big epic show. And I just wonder, like, do we get to the point that drone shows overtake fireworks sometimes in some places? I know there's a lot of people out there that hate fireworks. They have animals that are scared by them and stuff. So maybe the light show won't be quite the same, but you still get that light type of show action and maybe not, you know, upset people with it. Do we see this on the strip going forward, you know, in five years? Is it New Year's Eve with drone shows everywhere and not fireworks? It'd be kind of crazy. I think that's what's going to happen or a combination of the two. Uh, And that would be really cool with the strip, especially how they spread out the fireworks to have a drone show or two combined with the fireworks. And it's all spread out so you don't have to worry about, you know, the drones and the fireworks overlapping. But I definitely think this is the future of live entertainment. We've seen Disney do some of this stuff in Paris, and they're going to bring some of these shows here. And that's just going to press it forward to all different levels. And you'll get, you know, basic drone shows all the way up to the the more complicated ones. I think they probably, the cost, if you factor it all in, probably less than fireworks, right? Because you don't have to pay to reuse the drones. Once you program it, you're good to go. Yeah. And once you set up the the script on what you want the drones to do, you could kind of take that show on the road and do it in different cities, different areas and stuff like you don't have to recreate it every time. So bad news from Strat. Now, I actually heard about this in March of this year from an anonymous source, but it finally kind of broke publicly. I think Vital Vegas tweeted about it. So now I can talk about it. The insanity ride at Strat is closed for good. That's that swing ride that goes out over the edge. Apparently, maybe not parts, but basically it's gone for good. It's off their website. It has been closed since March And I think that's probably the most unique of the rides up there. Of course, they have the big shot that goes up that's been there since the beginning. They also have the ride that goes out over the edge. But this one, you know, being on those swings and it kind of tilted you down looking over the building, it really was insane. Yeah, I loved it. I did it you know, one of my first trips out there in my early 20s and thought it was awesome. And it seems like, you know, they used to have the roller coaster go around and then they had the one that kind of fell off the cliff and then brought you back, you know, off the ledge and all the kind of unique, scary portions of, I mean, shooting up in the air that high is still pretty intense, but all the ones that kind of made you feel dangerous have uh, slowly gone away. It was a, a great ride and sad to see it go. Yeah. In my opinion, the best ride there, because it was the most exposed you were, you were out over the edge looking straight down Ah, insane, but we probably won't see anything replace it, unfortunately. If you rode the roller coaster, hit us up in the comments. That was an interesting experience. It wasn't very thrilling. It was slow, but just the idea of being on a roller coaster a thousand feet above the ground was pretty cool. I have fond memories of that. So something that used to be a thing here was dealer's schools, Mark. They were all over town, and that was the big sort of business in town. And obviously, Vegas has grown and diversified a lot. But Circus Circus has their free dealer school. It used to be you paid to go to dealer school so you could get a job. They would kind of hook you up with a casino. Now Circus Circus, they'll give you classes for free. They'll certify you. And then if you're good enough, they may hire you. An interesting way to do it. But I guess you could probably just go take the classes and uh, not get a job if you want to really learn how to deal. Yeah, that's my first thought was like, this is kind of like your entry level position, you know, go to the school for free, learn, maybe get a job there, get a little experience under your belt and then go to somewhere else that you can make a bit more money and take. I'm sure Circus Circus on the uh, tip out portion is lower than than anywhere else on the strip or most places on the strip. So, you know, everybody's got to start somewhere and you might as well do it free versus paying all this money to go to these classes and get trained. I'd give it a try if I was interested in it and then see if I can work my way up to Cosmo for F1 next year. Get that $10,000 tip, baby. What a story. I started at Circus Circus's free dealer school and I ended up at Cosmo for F1. All right, Mark. So the big news of the week is Bob Dingo is a YouTube channel. I don't really have experience watching him, but he got a walkthrough of Fountain Blue, a real complete walkthrough. And we also got to look inside their Monarch suite, which is their kind of top of the line suite there. So let's go through this. Uh, We'll use some of the footage 
but I highly recommend go visiting and watching the entire videos in their own length. I'll put links in the description. You can go watch them uh, here on YouTube. Let's start with the casino. Now we've seen shots of the casino and what it looks like with those big columns, that sort of gold, whitish, blue decor, very throwback to maybe the 1960s or 50s, something like that. High ceilings in the main casino, but we actually got to walk through this thing, see the machines in there, get the feel. And I don't know if I'm alone, but this looks even better than I had thought. Yeah, it's like instantly my favorite casino (laughs) just from the video. And I'm sure it'll be even more impressive in person. I mean, some of it's pristine because there's no people in there mucking it up yet. But it just the the design, the, you know, circular stuff everywhere on the ceiling, on the walls, the patterns, even the escalators look cool coming out of a circle in the, you know, a hole in the ceiling and going up to the food court. And I love that uh, Mr. Dingo called it food court and not food hall. So points for that uh, as well. But yeah, the casino looked stunning. The color scheme was great. The design, big airy areas, high ceilings, everything you want in a casino, really. Yeah, what we get to look at here that we didn't in some other videos is the ceilings, right? There's different textures and lighting packages. And you said the circles, the columns go up into these lighted circles in the ceiling, like 360 degrees. They did a great job with this and everything looks like they spent money on it and is high end. So they really do seem like they're delivering the product as you go through the casino. And as you said, very high ceilings in the main casino area. As you get into the pit area, the ceilings get lower, it gets a little bit more intimate and in some of those sort of side casino areas as well. But overall, yeah, very impressive. Uh, We got to look at the conference center, which we've seen pictures of this before nothing to it's a conference center right nothing too crazy but the bathrooms in there looked incredible just for like a conference center bathroom with that baby blue color yeah the designers really knocked it out of the park yeah that's kind of like a hack though if you're in this not just vegas but any hotel you're at if you're in the public area and the the need to go hit you know if you can work your way into the conference center the bathrooms are usually really nice and and not occupied so you got some uh, privacy to yourself now we know why venetian announced renovating their conference center i'll just say that if you look at what this is compared to what venetian has which is very like 90s era italian theming yeah i mean you can see why in that area why they want to compete a little bit better but as you mentioned earlier we did get a look at the food hall as they call it, or food court, and some of the restaurants inside. What's really interesting is this stuff very closely matches the concept art, which isn't surprising, but uh, we're kind of seeing those concepts come to life here through some of these restaurant spaces. The food hall, I love that lighter feel to it. It feels open. Aria's, I like their food hall there, but they made it so dark, and I get what they're going for, but I like this sort of vibe a little bit better. And like we said, they're going to have burgers, pizza, all your regular food hall sort of stuff. But yeah, it looks like a good option there on the second floor. I will say like the food hall and then all the restaurants, which I know we're going to talk about in a bit, but they just all seemed not super close to being done. And we're only a couple weeks out, what, three, four weeks out. And I don't know when this walkthrough video was done. Maybe it was done like a month ago and he just finally got to put in the package together or whatever. But You know, if this was just happened last week or the rooms, everything seems further, you know, behind than I would have expected. I don't know if you felt the same way or not. Yeah, some of those restaurants definitely didn't seem all too finished, but all the booth work was done. So a lot of it seemed like it was just bringing in tables and getting some of the finishing touches. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure that some venues won't be done. We saw that at Resorts World. I think over half their restaurants were not open on opening day. So that's probably not a surprise. But I just love the varied sort of decor. And again, we saw concepts of a lot of this stuff. But every restaurant feels different from the one before. But they all feel very nice and high end. And like a lot of thought went into the design here. Yeah, and they all kind of work together, too. Even though they're different, it's still similar color schemes and all that and similar high end design. 
where you go to like Virgin and it's kind of like hodgepodge all over the place and nothing really connects together very well. So I think that's the difference with when you're having one person do everything versus, you know, everybody kind of takes their own little bit and and does what they want with it. One thing I learned too is they have this outdoor garden area that's going to have fountains. It wasn't quite finished. The fountains weren't there yet, but this looks like a great sort of outdoor area to hang. It's different from where the pool is. It's just sort of like a courtyard off of the casino. So I can't wait to see what that looks like all completed as well. Yeah, I thought it looked awesome. It's something you don't really see in Vegas very much, like one, a courtyard, and two, just this space, you know, off the casino that you can go hang out in and that isn't really being monetized in any way. I don't know. Maybe they'll have like a pop-up bar out there or something. But I think it'd be a really cool place to grab some, you know, drinks and head out to and, and talk with your friends and get away from the loudness of the casino a bit and and just kind of hang out. And hopefully they use it and do something with it. You know, we, we talked about in Throwing Back to Virgin that really cool outdoor area they had where they could have concerts and stuff and just never really took advantage of it. And this is way better than that for just hanging out where that was set up mainly for stage type stuff where this they could do a lot of things with and, and hopefully they, they make use of it and it doesn't just kind of sit there and, and waste away. So Virgin, you talked about their pool area. Let's talk about the pool area at Fountain Blue. We've seen a lot of from this and we've seen pictures of it from other buildings and stuff. I love the mid-century modern like decor, the very throwback to the 60s. You have that strong structure that looks like the La Concha Motel, which is that structure that's at the Neon Museum now. Looks great. Looks throwback. Uh, I've talked to before. I don't think there's enough pool space for the amount of hotel rooms. That's going to be a problem. I think overcrowding is going to be a problem. But as far as how it looks, yeah, I like it. Yeah, the design's great. I love the center bar, that feature, the, the look of it. It's going to be awesome, especially up in the room looking down at it. We'll have that cool, like a seashell almost uh, look to it. And I agree, like the, the pool area doesn't seem overly generous in, in water. Uh, where you can go and stuff and it you know it gets hot there in the summer people are going to want to go dip in and cool off and there's probably enough space for lounge chairs but there's not enough actual pool area so we'll have to see how that plays out bonus points to you mark you didn't mention people peeing in pools so uh, you're you're growing here i've grown i'm all grown up (laughs) (laughs) so last thing is the monarch suite which is a separate video he posted Again, we'll have the link to it. And this is one of their top suites. It's going to have butler service. It's going to be on their floor de lit level, which is their exclusive level. I hope I said my French correctly there. Let's start with the walkways. Like, did you see the corridor outside the rooms, like the hallway? I hated this it. Is, it's like the only I thing it. I really don't like in Fountain Blue. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah. The color scheme's terrible. The carpet's terrible. It just looks like 1980s terrible. I don't, I don't know what they're thinking. Everything else looks great. And then they're like, you know what? Let's let, you know, Eddie do this one. And then Eddie comes and just messes the bed. It's terrible. But inside the suite itself, one thing that I just noticed right away is the views, right? You're high above. This is on the top of Fountain Blue. So you're 60 plus stories above the strip looking down on Circus Circus, Resorts World, the Sphere Wind, crazy views that are just beautiful. And you should have different levels of that depending on how high you are up in the building and other rooms. But yeah, it looked like a great suite. Very comfortable. I love the wood inlays in the ground. Like they spent money on not just throwing carpet or even just throwing like basic marble or something like that. Yeah, interesting stuff. It's not all complete, so it's hard to tell what the finished product because there's not all those little touches that they will put into this suite. But you have two bathtubs with floor-to-ceiling windows looking out. This is a great suite for sure. Yeah, one thing I don't think we touched on is the, you know, for views that the restaurant that's going to be on the 90th floor, the views from that, 
look amazing too. I'm excited for that to open and see what it's like. And I'm sure that'll be a hot ticket and hard to get into, but I'd love to have a drink up there and just, you know, have the view overlooking everything. The sweet, similar type view at night with the sphere all lit up, going to be awesome. And, you know, spacious. I love the kitchen. Like that was... (laughs) Such a nice kitchen for a hotel room. It was kind of crazy. Now, Bob Dingo is going to have a walkthrough of a regular room. Uh, It's not up as of the time we're recording this. We wouldn't have time to cover it anyway, but... Uh, Make sure you check that out on his channel. Great coverage. Thanks to him for uh, putting this out there so that we can see what Fountain Blue looks like. I don't think we need any more looks inside. We just need to actually get inside now and see this all for ourselves. But it still is sort of shocking to me that this building was designed so long ago and is coming together in such a great way. It doesn't feel dated. It doesn't feel like, oh, they designed this 15 years ago. Here's a problem. Now, maybe we'll run into that when we get inside. But for now, I mean, this is as good a story as you could imagine, considering how this eyesore has been there for 15 years. Yeah, I mean, they knocked it out of the park. There's besides the carpet and hallway on <laughs> the sweep floor. I think everything else is perfect. And just imagine if this did open on time, like 2008, 2009, somewhere in there, how much it would have taken, you know, away from Cosmo or maybe a little bit of the wind. Like it'd steal a lot of thunder, I think, and, and really would have been one of the premier places in Vegas if if the service. Now, we don't know anything about the service, and that's a big key to all of this. You can have it look beautiful, and if you want to charge high rates, you got to hit it with the service. That's going to be tough starting out new, fresh. There's growing pains there, but we'll have to see how that plays out, and hopefully they get that right, and everybody just loves it. Yeah, imagine how the timeline would have been different if Fountain Blue was just completed, if Echelon was completed, like how Vegas would be different. It's kind of fun to go down those Uh, rabbit holes, especially with those construction projects that got a little further along than others. But now we have Resorts World and we have the new Fountain Blue. And it might have taken an extra 15 years, but the north end of the strip is where it's at. So let us know what you guys think about everything you saw in this video, whether it's the Fountain Blue walkthrough, Chris Angel, is he the goat? Is he our generation's Wayne Newton? Let us know down in the comments. We do two shows a week, Tuesdays and Fridays, and we'll be back in a couple days with another show. Hit us up on Patreon as well. Thanks so much for watching. Talk to you next time. Now the outtakes of just laughing. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good week, everybody. (laughs) So nightclub wars are going on at... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Stupid. (laughs) Oh. Uh, race against the clock. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not even that funny. It is though. It is. is it kind of it? You know, it is a race against the clock. Like, can he get another CW uh, show or something to get some money to pay for? <laughs> <sighs> uh, okay. <laughs>